From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and today we have a super stacked show because we're talking all about last night's WrestleMania Backlash premium live event by the WWE, and boy, what a show it was. I didn't think WrestleMania could have been topped. This may have done it. But before I get to all that, I want to thank all my fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for making May already the best start to the fucking month that we've ever had. I'm talking about downloads after downloads after downloads from my Wrestling DeLorean passengers. And it is so humbling. It's so awesome. And I am so grateful for each and every one of you guys. I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting the Wrestling DeLorean podcast and riding with us. Make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure you follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure you follow on Twitter at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. But most of all, make sure you follow on Twitch at The Wrestling DeLorean. We have so much cool shit coming to the Twitch. We have a lot of cool shit already on the Twitch. Just like this past Friday when we did Friday Night Smackdown. And I'm going to talk about that show here also. But we also did a live watch along for ECW Living Dangerously 1998. We'll be talking about that also on the show. Definitely a great show. Super Stack Show coming up, so why don't we cut the chit-chat and let's get into today's episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your Monday morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for all the support. Like I said in the intro, this has already been the start. Well, the start of the month has been the most downloads in the first part of the month that we ever had before. It is absolutely humbling, and I can't thank you guys enough. Honest to God, it is so fucking dope. I have the best fans in the world. And that's why I want to get back to my fans. You know what I mean? I want to create merchandise for my fans. And I'm creating merchandise with my homie's Three Falls brand. I had my homie Mean Gene from Three Falls brand on a couple weeks ago to talk about the the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the planet and the story of Three Falls brand. You should check out threefallsbrand.com. But let me have my man Mean Gene let you know all about the company and what's to come. Hey, listeners. This is Mean Gene of Three Falls brand. 
Are you a fan of wrestling? Are you also a fan of rock music? If so, check out 3fallsbrand.com for all your WrestlePunk merch. We've got tons of wrestler and band mashup designs to choose from, whether it be RVD and Black Sabbath, Atsushi Onita and the Lower Class Brats, Doink the Clown and the Addicts, or Mortis and the Misfits. We've got you covered. Also, follow us on Instagram at 3fallsbrand. Again, Check us out at 3fallsbrand.com and on Instagram at 3fallsbrand. Thanks, and continue enjoying this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't been following on Twitch and watching the live watch parties that we do on Twitch at the Wrestling DeLorean, then I don't know what you guys have been waiting for. We've been having a hell of a good time on Twitch. This past Friday, we did a live watch-along for Friday Night SmackDown. And we also did a watch-along for the next show I had in the ECW reviews. We talked about ECW Living Dangerously 1998. You know, this Wednesday, usually we do the uh, ECW reviews on Wednesday. So this Wednesday, I'll be talking all about the Twitch stream and everything that we saw that went down at ECW Living Dangerously 1998. I want to make this show dedicated to one of the best WWE pay-per-views in the last five years. And that was last night's WrestleMania Backlash show. So, what we went through, what we saw on Friday, everything that went down on ECW Living Dangerously 1998 will be discussed on the typical day that we discuss ECW, which will be on Wednesday. But, like I said, with that being said, let's get right into everything that went down last night. WrestleMania Backlash was a phenomenal, phenomenal show. I see a mixed bag of comments about it, and you know what? I don't get it. This has been a hell of a run for the WWE. WrestleMania was phenomenal. The shows are been, like, Raw and SmackDown have been really good. But this show last night was top to bottom amazing. Starting out with the opening match. Started out hot in Rhode Island. We had Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. And this match exceeded everything that the WrestleMania match had. And that's saying a whole lot because the WrestleMania match was absolutely awesome. Phenomenal matchup. This matchup might have been that much better. And like I said, that is saying a lot. I loved this match. This was a great way to start off the show. Like I said, they started out hot. The crowd was all behind this. Really intense matchup, lots of crazy-ass spots, a lot of teases, too. We saw Cody Rhodes tease doing a vertebraker, uh, a teased pedigree by Cody Rhodes. Even after the match, Cody Rhodes is teasing going after the title. But I'll just say this. Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes have amazing, amazing chemistry. I can see these two wrestle five days out the week. It, it, it is really, really good cool to see these guys mixing it up and really good to see Cody Rhodes getting you know starting out hot with his return to WWE because it's not like other people who came in and had to work their way up or came back and had to work their way up Cody Rhodes comes in and he's already slotted in a position where you know he's he's a he's a priority basically basically he's a priority and that that's really dope to see but this match with Seth Rollins, oh my fucking God, this shit was amazing. I enjoyed it. Cody Rhodes wins the matchup when Seth Rollins goes for a roll-up and uses the tights. Cody Rhodes reverses it with a roll-up of his own and uses the tights. 
So definitely I can see this being a window to a third matchup, even though Cody Rhodes won the last two. I don't know. I, I'm all down. Like I said, I'm down to see these guys wrestle all the time. But what a way to start out the show. And I, I was like, you know what? I hope that this doesn't mean that we start out with a banger and then it fizzles out. Because in my opinion, that's kind of what happened on SmackDown this past week. Started out hot, then things got a little slow. Not, not a bad show by any means. Still a good show, solid show, but just slowed down a bit. And that, that was a bummer because on SmackDown, you started out hot with a really good segment between Ronda Rousey and Charlotte and then a really good matchup between Sasha Banks and Shayna Baszler. But then we got a bit of a, you know, a, a slower show. Ladies and gentlemen, forgive me. I have extremely bad allergies right now, so I'm, I'm all fucked up right now this morning. But anyway, next match on the show, we had Omos and Lashley. This was a rematch from WrestleMania, which is the theme of the show. It's WrestleMania Backlash, so there is a lot of rematches. There's a lot of uh, a lot of WrestleMania fallout on this show. So for everybody saying, oh, well, we've seen all these matches before. Yeah, well, that's kind of the theme of the show. It's backlash from WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania backlash. It's not something fresh. It's, it's, we're going to continue the feuds from WrestleMania. So that's why we, like I said, it's the theme of the show. I'm not complaining. Sometimes I feel like WrestleMania has these big matches. And I loved WrestleMania this year. But sometimes I feel like WrestleMania has these big matches but because there's so much that goes into WrestleMania, the pop and circumstances, the, you know, two nights, massive crowds, sometimes the emphasis on the wrestling is not there. It's more of the emphasis on on the grand scale, the big show of the year, the Super Bowl of wrestling. It's its own draw, right? So sometimes people don't really notice how great these matches are. They just notice how grand WrestleMania is, if that makes sense. Where on uh, tonight, well, last night's show, WrestleMania Backlash, we didn't have the big popping circumstance. We didn't have the stadium. All we had was the in-ring action, and I feel like people got to really appreciate the type of shit that we saw at WrestleMania even more by seeing the rematches on WrestleMania Backlash. We got to see Cody Rhodes and uh, Seth Rollins, where at WrestleMania... You still had the shock of Cody Rhodes even being there. You had the shock of him having his AEW character, same AEW music, all that. So it's like, oh, wow. So even though it was a great match and it's being regarded as one of the best matches of, the, of WrestleMania, a lot of, you know, a lot of people were talking only about the comeback, only about the big entrance, where here it was like, all right, let's, let's cut out all the fluff. Let's talk about the in-ring action. And this match delivered. Same thing with Lashley and Omos, you know what I mean? I feel like Lashley made his return on WrestleMania, his first match back against Omos, and the match was a little, uh, this time we had more of a story. They built, if you remember WrestleMania, they built that match up within, what, like, six days? Because on the go-home show of Raw, that's when Lashley challenged Omos. Here we had more of a story. We had the MVP turn, where now he's with Omos and not with Bobby Lashley. So it, it makes sense now, like, to have these guys going against each other. It's not random. And I feel like the story really did add to this matchup. I'm not a big Omos fan. I'm a huge Bobby Lashley fan. But I feel like having a story with this matchup made me care about the matchup. You know what I mean? So, definitely, I feel like this matchup delivered even more than WrestleMania did. I think that Lashley hitting the uh, 
getting the hurt lock on Omos was a cool moment. And I think it's a big one for Omos because Omos is a big dude. You know what I mean? He's a giant. Now he has the mouthpiece behind him, and now he beat a former world heavyweight champion. So definitely a big star-making moment and star-making show for Omos. And before we get into the second half of the show, I'm going to talk about one more matchup on the show before we go to break, and that is AJ Styles and Edge. Once again, I feel like this matchup was better than their WrestleMania matchup. Like I said, it's going to be the theme of the show. It's going to be the theme of this show, too, because I'm going to constantly say it because it's the truth. Edge and AJ Styles had a great matchup at WrestleMania. I feel like since it was the first time that these guys had a matchup, though, there was a little bit of a filling out process. There was a little bit of a getting to know each other in ring-wise, right? And that's, that's the one, you know, gripe I have about first-time ever matches at WrestleMania sometimes is when they do happen, sometimes it doesn't live up to the hype where The Rock and Austin, right? If they met for the first time at WrestleMania, it, it would have been good. Definitely good. But The Rock and Austin had a feud leading up to Mania. The Rock and Austin had matches going into WrestleMania. Rock and Austin had matches in their career before WrestleMania. And I think that because they already knew each other in the ring, they trusted each other, and they know what everyone's capable of, I feel like that's why every time they met at WrestleMania, they delivered a great matchup, right? Where AJ Styles, you know, he is a phenomenal athlete, probably my favorite wrestler of all time, right? I love AJ Styles. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a big AJ Styles fan. Edge, Hall of Famer, great wrestler, one of the best of all time. This was a good match at Mania. And I think that it it definitely delivered, but I feel like this matchup at WrestleMania Backlash cut out a little bit, like I said, of the Cody Rhodes, cut out a little bit of the fluff, the fluff, the filler, and just got right down to it. And that's what I like. I like that fucking mentality of like, all right, now I know what you could do. Now you know what I could do. Let's just fucking go out there and do it. You know what I mean? And I think that this match had that. I was a really big fan of this matchup. AJ Styles and Edge put on a phenomenal matchup, no pun intended. In the end, though, Edge got the win when Damian Priest came out, who really, uh, you know, smartly, real uh, cleverly, did not break the rules because Damian Priest was banned from ringside. But he wasn't at ringside. Technically, he was still on the ramp. Ringside is once you pass that ramp. So he was there, still distracting AJ after a great matchup. And then we had former Bullet Club member, former Bullet Club brother, AJ Styles' former Bullet Club confidant, Finn Balor. He took out Damian Priest. So now Damian Priest and Finn Balor are brawling on the outside. And the referee turns his attention to Damian Priest and Finn Balor while AJ Styles is up on the top rope. Looking to hit a dive of some sorts onto Edge, but then a masked wrestler, a masked person comes out and knocks AJ Styles off the top rope. Edge capitalizes with the crossface where he puts on a gripping crossface and AJ Styles passes out. So that's how Edge wins. And then the person who helped Edge win reveals himself after the match and it is Rhea Ripley. Now, we talked about Rhea Ripley being in this group on this podcast before. I'm not going to be like, 
well, some of these podcasters who feel like, oh, they broke the news even though the shit's been everywhere. We all knew Rhea Ripley was going to be a part of it. I did not think that Rhea Ripley was going to help Edge beat AJ Styles, though. I think that was very interesting. I thought Rhea Ripley joins by starting a feud with another female. Her helping Edge beat AJ leads me to think that maybe AJ and Finn Balor recruit a female, probably Liv Morgan, and we'll get AJ, Finn, and Liv versus Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea. Because now they're going to have a female, they need to have a female on their side to have someone combat Rhea Ripley because WWE's not into the intergender matches. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. But definitely an awesome segment, an awesome matchup, delivered tenfold. I thoroughly enjoyed this. God damn, these allergies are fucking killing me. I'm sorry, you. I'm trying to get through this episode without trying to sound like I'm fucking not puffed up in the face. But anyway, fuck it. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about the second half of this show and what was a phenomenal, classic, classic matchup between Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. So stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From iHeart Podcasts, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The man, the king, the god of this shit, Nick fucking Giggs. And you know how I start this off. Shout out to all my MDK gang members around the world. Shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells. Eastern Block. Shout out to my hate club. Rest in peace, Big Day Hatred. And rest in peace, my brother Justice Payne. And I'm sending this video 
to my motherfucking boy, my gang member, Mike De Niro. And Mike, I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you, like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike, if it wasn't for you or the rest of the gang, me, Nick Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know to go check out the Wrestling Delarine podcast. I was on it. It was a dope-ass podcast. We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did. And I don't do too many. And I've done some big ones. And this one was one of my favorites. So go check out the Delarain Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Delarain Podcast. And remember, they do it three times a week. They ain't slacking, they're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking day. And Mike, I would love to be on your podcast again, man. Alright, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This matchup got a lot of mixed reviews, but I'm going to tell you this right now. This matchup... The next matchup I'm talking about on this show, the WrestleMania Backlash show, is going to go down in history as one of the best women's matches of all time. Whether you love it or hate it, it's going down in history. Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, the I Quit matchup last night was a classic. An absolute classic. These women beat the holy hell out of each other. They fought all over the arena, up into the crowd, on the stage. They beat the shit out of each other with kendo sticks. They beat the shit out of each other with chairs. There were innovative moves like fucking arm bars while Charlotte was in the tree of woe on the outside. Charlotte is legitimately injured from this matchup. Broken arm. Ronda Rousey was bruised up in the face, bruised up all over the body. And it wasn't like this was violence for the sake of violence. This matchup felt like everything made sense. It felt like it needed this big blow off. And you know what? This might not even be it. I could see Charlotte and Ronda Rousey going at it at Hell in a Cell inside of the cage. I honestly could. And I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wasn't the biggest fan of Ronda Rousey coming back to the WWE. I'm a big Charlotte fan. I think that Charlotte is the GOAT. Not too sold on Ronda Rousey when she came back to the WWE. I wasn't too sold on Ronda Rousey before she left the WWE. So I wasn't the biggest fan. But I got to say, this was the best Ronda Rousey matchup we saw this run, last run. This is her best wrestling matchup of all time. I said it, I believe, leading into their matchup at WrestleMania. So I'm excited for Charlotte and Ronda Rousey because 
I remember Charlotte's, oh, Ronda Rousey's first run, her best matchup was that Survivor Series matchup. I think it was 2017 or 18 against Charlotte. So they have good chemistry with each other. I feel like them wrestling at WrestleMania got that, you know, they got a really good match out of each other. But I feel like this matchup brought it to a whole nother level. This was just absolutely amazing. I gave this match of five stars easy. And I don't give a fuck what Dave Meltzer thinks. I don't give a fuck if he thinks that this shit is less than. Because I'm telling you this right now. From a fan standpoint, I was on the edge of my seat. And it is very rare. After all the wrestling that I've watched. After having to critique matches for the podcast. That I just fucking forget to take notes. And I'm just drawn to the matchup and I'm lost in the moment I'm on the edge of my seat having fun that's the type of shit that I live for that's the type of shit that makes me say yeah this match was a great matchup when I drop my notes and I forget to take notes cause I'm so intrigued with what's going on I've been watching wrestling since fucking birth 1994 birth alright let's put it this way I was born in 1994, January 1994. WrestleMania 10 was March 1994. I literally have a VHS recording of WrestleMania 10 that my mom and my dad recorded while I was in the fucking crib watching the shit with them. What does that tell you? I've been watching this shit since birth. All right, so that is a lot of fucking wrestling. That's 28 years of nonstop watching wrestling because, boy, I never took a break. I've been watching wrestling for 28 years straight. And for a matchup to get me on the edge of my seat and make me forget that this shit is fake, make me feel like this shit is real, that is a matchup that I feel should go down in history. And I'm telling you this right now, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey had that. So with that being said, this was my matchup of the night. Even though the main event, even though the main event was a fucking banger. Even though the main event may be one of the best WWE main events in the last two years. This was a classic. And it's not like we needed it on this show to carry the show. There was a lot of good shit on the show. And I'm a, after I go through the card, I'm going to tell you my reason why I thought WWE definitely delivered on this show. But, honestly, this matchup is going to go down in history. Mad Cat Moss versus Happy Corbin. <laughs> Fuck it. I, I'm... Not a big fan of it, but I'm glad that it was placed where it was placed because after the Ronda Rousey-Charlotte match, I was spent. But the Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin matchup got me, you know, to take a breather, I guess. Because this main event that we're about to see, RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus The Bloodline, Jay and Jimmy Uso and Roman Reigns was phenomenal. Yo, I feel like... People, people say all the time, oh, you're just a WWE hater, right? Bro, I've been fucking praising the WWE ever since WrestleMania. I've been praising the WWE. This has been exactly what I think it should have been for a long time. 
the WWE's finally taking that next step, right? This was a great synergy of everything that wrestling should have at this moment, right? In this matchup, you had first ballot Hall of Famers, for sure. Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, the Usos going to go down as one of the best tag teams in WWE history. You had the young upstart who's getting the rub by being in this main event in Matt Riddle. You had the feud that's going to go beyond this matchup in Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. You had what is going to break off of this matchup and create a great uh, unified tag team title match between the Usos and RK-Bro. And everybody shined. That was the best part about it. Everybody shined. All six men looked like stars. This was just nonstop action. I love the part of the matchup where Randy Orton got the hot tag and Michael Cole is losing his shit. When Randy Orton hit that RKO on Roman Reigns, he screamed on the top of his lungs so his voice cracked. He was like, RKO! RKO! Right? It is so rare to hear Michael Cole lose his shit like that. I was trying to think to myself, what was the last time he lost his shit? And I got to say, that's a testament also to my boy Pat McAfee. I feel like Pat McAfee having all the fun that he has allows Michael Cole to have fun. Michael Cole sounded like the cookie cutter WWE announcer for so long that he just was a boring announcer. But I feel like Pat McAfee has so much fun on that shit. It kind of forces Michael Cole to have fun and it's fun to hear, but bro, everybody was just marking out for this matchup. And I would have been too, because it's hard to stay professional. When you got this type of excitement there, you're going to lose your shit. This was just fucking great. There was bodies laid out everywhere. There was everything from high flying to brawling to technical wrestling. Everything was just fucking great. In the end though, Roman Reigns in the bloodline win, when he hits the spear on Matt Riddle, what a great matchup. What a great show. I give this show a strong 4.5 out of 5 stars. And, and I'm going to tell you why I love this show so fucking much. And why I think that it was successful. I'm going to tell you why. Usually, the WWE tries to get everybody they could on a show. Usually, the WWE tries to fill a show with about, you know, half the roster, right? Look at WrestleMania. Two days Four hours each, they, they try to get every single person on that roster on that show, right? And the WWE has been guilty of this for a long time, putting too many filler matches, putting too many squash matches, putting too many matches that people aren't invested in. I feel like this show, WWE changed the format a little bit. They changed the format. You know what they did? Instead of having eight, nine, 10, 12 matches... They just had six. They, they just had six. And in the three hours that this show aired, those six matches got plenty of time. WWE pay-per-views or premium live events have been criticized in the past by having too much drama and bullshit backstage, shit that just fills up time. This did not have that. This had six matches back to back to back, back to back to back, and each match got proper time to tell the story that each match needed to tell. That's another reason why I feel like this was better than WrestleMania. WrestleMania was great. 
phenomenal. But some matches felt rushed because you had stacked cards with about 15 matches in total, right? Here you had six that people got to fucking sit down, enjoy as the match marinated and fucking just got to tell the story that they needed to tell. This was a phenomenal show. Kudos to the WWE. What an awesome, awesome show. I'm telling you this right now. My fandom for the WWE is rejuvenated tenfold after this. Especially after WrestleMania and then this. Like, I'm looking forward to the Hell in a Cell. I'm definitely looking forward to Money in the Bank in uh, in uh, Las Vegas, Alliant Arena or Stadium. It's been a great time. It is an amazing time, actually, to be a wrestling fan. Not just WWE. Because this is the first time in a long time where I feel like there is no clear-cut number one. If you want to talk about money, yes. If you want to talk about fucking revenue, yes. WWE is number one. Of course. But I'm talking about right now just me having fun. So fuck, fuck all the other metrics, right? Just me having fun. This is the first time in a long time where I'm like, yo, every day of the week, I could just turn on wrestling and expect to have a good time. Monday Night Raw is going to be great tonight, I'm sure. All the fallout from what happened last night, bro. But this is the first time where WWE is delivering. AEW is delivering. Impact Wrestling is delivering. New Japan Pro Wrestling is delivering. MLW, NWA, GCW is delivering. It is such a great time to be a pro wrestling fan. That is why I hate, hate, hate the tribalism in fans. I hate the fact that people shit on other fans for liking different products. It's hard to fucking like one product when every product right now is delivering. And if you're a tribalistic fan where it's like, you know, you talk shit and troll other fans for liking certain wrestling, fuck you. Eat a dick. How about that? You know what I mean? I see a lot of that shit on my Twitch streams. Please don't come on my Twitch stream. All right. Keep, keep keep those fucking comments to yourself. People fucking enjoying the AEW event. People are like, oh, AEW marks, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you fucking basement dwellers, blah, 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 blah. Or if I'm watching WWE, oh, WWE sucks. AEW's the best, blah, 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 blah. It goes both ways. Both of you kiss my ass. All right, how about that? First of all, I, I like to promote peace. I like to promote peace. E-A-C-E. And I'm going to tell you this. If you bring anything... I had to block some people because they just started trolling and fucking fucking with my fucking fans on the rest of DeLorean Twitches. If you come on that shit to fuck with my fans, you're going to get blocked. I I could take the criticism. Talk shit about me. Don't come on my shit and start talking shit about my fans on the fucking chat. Fuck you. Anyway, join the Twitch, though. <laughs> join the Twitch, though. Definitely, I love you guys. What a great show. I, uh... Definitely, we'll get back to the format that we usually do here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Wednesday when I talk about ECW, and I'll be also talking about the next episode of Monday Night Raw. We are literally on the verge of WrestleMania 13. We're one week away. We're about to talk about the the Monday Night Raw is War from March 17th, 1997, this Wednesday, along with Living Dangerously, 1998, this Wednesday. So Wednesday is going to be a hashtag super stack show. So make sure you tune in Wednesday on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Niggas that get tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor We the wolves done 
Go fuck with De Niro. I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bash it like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, the Don Dada, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross. That's when you ride stop. Basquiat with that white chalk. Trigger finger streets, my leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas that get tough in the hood. Till the wolves come. Bitches let a drink in the club. Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. Till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor. Till the wolves done. Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dipping, creeping through the night is precise. Catch a nigga slipping for his ice worth your life. Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight, niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing up some. Catch him slipping with them coals and he ain't telling us nothing. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking these, we gotta. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal Niggas that get tough in the hood To the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club To the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street To the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor To the wolves come Heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the packs Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back Summertime, better be careful where you're at No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night, it's precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice, worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.